0: Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: You're listening to Puma Podcast.
2: Ano ang ultimate comfort food mo? Is it bistic Tagalog with freshly cut onion rings? What about steaming hot nilaga na may patatas, green beans at repolyo with meat that's so tender it falls off the bone? Or maybe it's a plate of spaghetti and tomato sauce, yung made from scratch ah, hindi yung delata. Tapos may perfect balance of sweet and tangy pa yung pagkakatimpla. What isn't so palatable is reality as we've been experiencing it. skyrocketing prices of goods, alongside images we see all over social media of farmers having to throw away truckloads of their produce because they can't get it to the market. Itagdag mo pa dyan ang epekto ng climate change. Agriculture suffers millions of pesos worth of damage with every strong typhoon that pummels our provinces. Pag-usapan natin ng isang bagay na malapit sa sikmura. Food security. I'm Trisha Aquino, co-founder of Puma Podcast, and in this show, we take the disruption brought by COVID-19 to consider not just the new normal that awaits us, but a better normal that we might as well work for. In this episode of A Better Normal, we'll talk about where our food comes from, how climate change impacts the way our food is produced, and how we can make sure that all Filipinos have food to eat. This is the second of a four-part series where we surface stories of climate change in hopes of inspiring action. This series is supported by the Oscar M. Lopez Center for Climate Change Adaptation in partnership with Asia Society Philippines.
0: So when we say food security, ano bato?
2: That's Ain Torres from the Oscar M. Lopez Center. She does research on climate change adaptation and resilience, agriculture and natural resources, and policy and economic development.
0: So there are three basic parts when you talk about food security. First is that all people at all times have physical, economic, and social access to sufficient, safe, and nutritious food. So food security should have, should satisfy all the conditions now. So it's not just a few people or even not just a majority of people, but that's all people at all times. And the food that's available should be economically affordable, accessible physically and socially if not possible. And of course, you don't just talk about the quantity of the food but also the quality of the food on the table or what's accessible. So it's important that there's not just sufficient supply, but that supply is nutritious for the dietary needs of that person.
2: Muli, hindi sapat na lahat ng tao ay nakakakain. Mahalaga rin na masustansya ang kinakain nila. Nasa definition of terms pa lang tayo, pero alam na nating our country is far from being food secure and the future poses more challenges.
0: However, in the IPCC report,
2: that's the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate
0: Change. Just this 2022 in the Working Group 2 of AR6, the projection, at least for Asia, is that by 2050, local food accessibility could be reduced by as much as 3.2%. This percentage might be small, but that roughly translates to an estimated 300,000 deaths that's possible with the lack of food
2: security in Asian countries. That's terrifying. Now, food security and climate change. Ano bang connection ito? We touched on it a bit in the last episode, but let's go into the science of it. Some of the hazards brought about by climate change include extreme rainfall and intense and more frequent storms, but also extreme heat and warming temperatures. Floods damage crops, and too much rainfall causes soil erosion, which in turn strips the earth of its fertility, reducing our farmer's yield in the long run. On the other end is extreme heat and extended periods of drought, which dry up the soil and even increase chances of wildfires. Warm temperatures are also associated with pests and disease that plague the crops. Again, diminishing harvest for our farmers.
0: So there's going to be a decrease in food availability, and that affects not just the farmer who is relying also on their own crops for subsistence, but of course the food availability in the market for the consumers. No? And then, of course, without that security or availability of food, there's going to be decreased health and productivity, which ultimately can lead to loss of life.
2: Pero hindi lang pananim ng mga magsasaka ang apektado ng nagbabagong klima. Apektado rin ang huli ng mga manging natin. Siyempre, kung palaging bumabagyo, mababawasan ang panahong pumapalaot sila. Extreme heat also has the same effect. Sino ba namang gustong magtagal sa matinding init ng araw? We heard in the previous episode how the Nabaoynon community in Aklan has adopted new fishing methods to adjust to drought and flooding. But we also have to acknowledge the destruction these weather-related hazards pose, Kulang ang adaptation or means to adjust to the impacts of the changing climate. Just imagine the typhoons that rip fishing boats and fishing pens to smithereens. Climate change also affects the habitats of fish. For example, warming waters drive them to go to cooler habitats ng mga the soil from the uplands are washed into the seas. Kaya kailangan luwipat ng mga manging para may maiuwing huli. Sometimes even farther out at sea, costing time, effort, and money for fuel, among other things. Warming sea temperatures also contribute to diseases and invasive fish species, thus putting more pressure on fisherfolk's catch. So the
0: reduced yield per catch of fish... Contributes decreased income, decreased food availability, decreased health and productivity, and ultimately, whether that's directly or indirectly, to the loss of life.
1: You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection,
2: We've looked at the context of the conversation around food security. Climate change poses a huge threat to agriculture and fisheries. And hundreds of thousands of lives are at stake. But for some people taking on this challenge, the fight is personal.
3: My parents are farmers. I grew up in a rural farm (laughs) in North Cotabato.
2: That's Christine Hodloman of Agrea, an innovative, inclusive, and for-purpose agribusiness. They believe that they are in the most essential business, that of feeding people. Which is why promoting dignity for all stakeholders in the agricultural system, especially the farmers, is at the core of their work.
3: And doong college, uh, while doing our thesis, dapat sabi ng prof namin, yung thesis mo, kasi gagawin mo siya ng one year, dapat it should be very relevant to you and to your community. So yung napili ko po, since I have a communications background also, is communicating climate smart rice varieties to farmers in our areas. And during my survey, I found out na yung mga farmers sa area namin ay tumatanda na and I researched about it. The average age of farmers that time, twenty sixteen, was fifty seven. And diu tyanong kopo sila during focus group discussion. Ano y observation nila bakit malit na lang yung kabataan farmers sa area naman? Uh, sa bini nila sila mismo yung nag encourage po sa mga anak nila na wag komunta sa agriculture, kasi mahirap po yung agriculture both economically. And physically, kasi ayaw nilang maranasan ng no mga anak nila yon. So it struck me very personally that time. And it has become a personal mission of mine to really contribute to agriculture development. Since then,
2: Christine has been organizing trainings and workshops to build the capacity of the farmers in her community. Agria's goal is to make them grounded farmers through values formation, skilled farmers through technical training, and empowered farmers through financial literacy
3: and i'm in two areas for first is including more youth in agriculture the second one is including more women in agriculture Agriculture in the Philippines right now is really male-dominated, and including the youth and women in agriculture would help us to the future of food security. Tayo po dito sa Pilipinas, we're around 110 million people, and yung mga farmers natin pakonte na pa pakonte, imagine 10 to 20 years from now, sino na po yung magpapakain sa atin?
2: Easy Toledo, a multimedia strategist at philstar.com, hails from a similar background. This is what pushes him to pursue stories in agriculture.
1: Uh flashback ng high school ako kasi I'm from Isabela uh, another region na uh, medyo lakas ang farming. Among all my classmates bachelors, then, sa amin ang interested in agriculture. So when I did my postgraduate, thesis na anong effect na yung mga kabataan walang interest in agriculture. So tuloy-tuloy yan. Nagsimula yan sa pagko-convert ng arable lands into subdivisions. <laughs> Tapos nagtuloy-tuloy yan sa pagko-convert ng ancestral and agricultural lands to New Clark City.
2: <laughs> Check out their 2021 story, New Clark City Races Age Old Questions, on Philster.com to learn more.
1: So anyway, doon nagsimula yung na namin. To explore ng effects talaga, yung mga man-made things na sa food
2: For Christine, getting the media to do more stories on agriculture is part of the solution to the problem of food security.
3: So that these stories, these narratives could reach yung ating mga policy leaders, ating mga local government officials to really nabigyan ng focus yung ating agriculture sector po. 110 million people, that's the business of agriculture, to feed this population. And we should do more with less resources now, and we should be smart about it.
2: Mavic Konde, an environmental reporter, has also taken on the challenge of communications for sustainable agriculture. With the support of a fellowship from OML Center, she and two colleagues from Vico created a Facebook community, website, and YouTube channel promoting the practice of saving seeds kasama na rin dito ang pagtatag ng community seed libraries. As we know, the ingredients for most of the food we eat grew from a seed, which is why for Mavic Steam, it makes sense for us to save the seeds from the fruits and vegetables that we eat so that we can plant them in the future. Here's an excerpt from one of the videos they produced, shot like one of the many bag raid videos popular online. It features an agriculturist named Vanessa from a farm in Isabela taking out okra and sitaw seeds from her bag, as well as a couple of handy tools.
3: Nung bumili ako ng sitaw, may nahinog, eto naman ang buto ng sitaw beans. So importante yung buto, mga kapatid. So ngayon, araw-araw mo yang dala? Yes, kasi pag may time ako, at least meron na akong gagamitin na pang tanim. So nakaready ako, lupa na lang ang kailangan. So ganun ako ka Girl Scouts. Kaya may halaga tong bag. Kung sa mga nanay, mga dalaga, lipstick ang hawak, ay lipstick ang nasa bag, sa akin hindi. Mas importante sa akin ang buto. Cute, di ba?
2: Another story Mavic's teen has highlighted is about the Balik Binhi program, which is a seed distribution program in Albay. This centers around a research farm where 90 rice varieties are tested to find the 10 most resilient varieties crucial work in a province that's battered by typhoons year after year. The most resilient varieties are then recommended to participating farmers. The same farmers then identify which of these varieties are best suited for their farming areas. Here's environmental scientist Ronald Labrador talking to Mavic's team on-site.
0: What's the testing site? Oh po. Ah, so may iba pa production. Ano?
4: Dito na din po siya
1: pinaparami. For seed distribution niya, yung pinaka-top 10 na napili dito, yun yung paparamihin namin. Tapos
4: papaverification
1: na namin sa mga magsasaka sa kanya-kanyang area. Tapos pipili din sila sa, sa verification, pipili din sila ng pinaka-gusto din nila.
2: Ronald says knowing the best varieties to plant allows farmers to save on farming costs. They're also able to avoid the debt that comes with buying chemical fertilizers and pesticides. Here's
4: Mavic. So nabanggit dun yung production cost is sobrang, kasi nga marami subsistence farmers sila, di ba? Tapos, mangunutang, may magpapautang, babagyo, ma- malulubog pa lalo sila sa ba. But with this approach, kung may seeds silang available, may seeds na resilient, and agroecology yung approach nila, so it reduces food production costs, lower production costs. Quick definition of terms.
2: Agroecology is inspired by natural ecosystems, and it combines local and scientific knowledge while focusing on the interactions between plants, animals, humans, and the environment. Ion Yen's a center for international forestry research and world agroforestry. So Mavic was saying that the combination
4: of a seed bank as well as agroecology practices lowers farmers costs and then mas nababuffer yung impact nung climate change and other extreme uh, weather events na nararanasan natin ngayon and meron na rin silang mga climate resilient rice varieties pest resilient kasi nga uh, with agroecology, it is uh, as much as possible zero external input siya so talagang gagamitin mo kung ano yung eco- within that ecology, yung mga indigenous na mga uod, microorganisms.
2: For Mavic's team, this farmer-led process from the distribution of seeds to
4: the transfer of knowledge and training is laudable. Kapag may access sa seeds, hindi na nila po problemahin pa yung mga ano, gasolina, yung pagtaas nito, at pa- paano sila na para lang makapagtanim, makapag produce ng food, hindi lang sa kanilang pamilya at sa kanilang komunidad.
2: At this point, I think malinaw na sa atin. If we want a better normal for food security, we have to put farmers at the heart of this future that we're building today. Mga magsasaka muna. At iba't ibang sektor dapat ang involved sa pag-empower sa kanila. From media to government to responsible agribusiness. Here's what Christine has learned while on her Agria journey.
3: There should be localized solutions. Before we engage in a partner farming community, we first do community participatory mapping because solutions should be co-created with a community. Hindi kami sa Agria masasabi na this is the solution, ito yung gagawin. No po.
1: May singit na insight si AC Rito. Kasi yung isang story naman namin sa Rizal, may mga projects, yung local DA, na hindi ma-implement ng farmers kasi nga, Yung naman nilang seeds, yung mga mga binibigyan nilang crops sa dapat itanin, hindi pwede mag-grow sa mga payside. So ano laki ng pera, ang laki ng budget, nasasayang. So ano ba naman yung mag-usap kayo dalawa? Talangin mo yung farmers doon. ano ba talaga nag-work? So yeah, uh, dapat align, dapat nagko-collaborate, dapat ay communication between the policy makers and yung mga farmers talaga na nag-implement.
2: Back to Christine, co-creating solutions with farmers,
3: how does AGREA put that into practice? So what we did po, we focused on three areas. First is the governance and social components. Yung community ba, merong farming association and cooperative. Kasi when you are just an individual smallholder farmer, masyado pong ano, mahirap kasi hindi ka papakinggan. And lahat po kasi ngayon ng mga government and private sector support, focus talaga sa associations and cooperatives. Kasali din po sa tinitingnan namin dito sa governance and social components is may access pa sila? First, sa infrastructure. First is water access. Second is access to market. no The third aspect would be, meron ba silang access sa mga seeds, no? yung mga agriculture inputs. Then the next component po would be economic component. Magkano po yung monthly income nila? Saan a pupunta yung monthly income? The next po would be ano yung mga income nila or ano yung pinagkakabalehan nila basta off season. And titingnan din po namin yung accessibility nila sa bank, yung access nila sa mga loans should be mababa lang dapat yung interest. And karamihan po ng mga farmers so far that we have engaged with wala talaga silang mga bank accounts. And they don't have really the confidence to be farmer entrepreneur. Kung wala silang mga banks, no. And the third component po that we are looking sa aming community mapping activity is the environmental component. We're looking na ano yung mga current challenges nila sa climate change. Mayroon ba silang mga food waste na tinatawag? Kasi malaking po yung impact ng food waste sa ating climate. So ginagawa din po namin sa agreya is to help diversification practices for the farmers, value added products. For example, what you can do with, uh, with a tomato, for example, that the tomato can live longer. So yung mga tomato paste, mga tomato sauce po, so that the farmers can have additional income during off-season. At the same time, mapapahaba rin po yung buhay ng tomatoes.
2: Treating our farmers fairly should also factor in when we talk about putting them at the heart of food security.
3: For example po, we have actually experienced this sa, sa marami sa aming farming communities. Ang tawag po nila local term nila sa Laguna sa trading is biaheros. Binibili po nila yung produkto ng farmers, halimbawa po, sayote for example, that's 4 pesos per kilo of sayote. And itong mga partner farmers namin sa Laguna, gumagamit pa po sila ng kabayo para mababa yung kanilang mga sayote from, from the mountains. And ang bayad po nila sa kabayo, it's 2 pesos. So two, 2 pesos na lang po yung matitira sa farmers.
2: This is why our farmers are part of the poorest sectors in the Philippines. Imagine, 2 pesos lang ang ibabayad sa'yo para sa pinaghirapan mong pananim? How unjust is that? And how long have we as a society been letting this happen to the very people who enable us to have food to eat three times a day? Shouldn't we be outraged? Shouldn't we be doing more so that our farmers and our fishers can live dignified lives? Ensuring that we treat our farmers fairly. Co-creating solutions. These are all ideas for a better normal that starts from an increased quality of life for our farmers, which then leads us to food security. What else? If we can dream big, what do these dreams look like?
4: For me, ano, is to return a stolen land. Because with all these talks about uh, food sovereignty, agroecology, regenerative agriculture, all this will not happen without farmers having their own lands to till.
1: How will it happen if you have a farmers who are going subdivision?
3: So, my dream po is to really have a dignified Filipino farmers and fisher folks who are climate stewards and who have the capacity to do more with less resources by producing nourishing food for all Filipinos.
0: My dream is that we are in a society where the farmers are proud to be farming. They're not going to die that they're not going to die. They're not going to And that are to That's they're to that can only happen if everyone supports that sector in priority and in urgency.
2: Again, I'm Trisha Aquino, co-founder of Puma Podcast. You've been listening to A Better Normal. This episode was produced by myself. It was put together by Carl Sayat. Carl Javier provided editorial support. Next week, we release the third episode in this four-part series where we surface stories of climate change in hopes of inspiring action. This series is supported by the Oscar M. Lopez Center for Climate Change Adaptation in partnership with Asia Society Philippines. Kung bitin ka pa, watch the full conversation among our resource persons from today's episode on the Facebook page of Asia Society Philippines. Look for ang ating kwentong klima, kwentong pagkain in the videos tab. If you want to know more about seed saving, go to bicolumalohokan.com.